And uh, as I'm looking out uh, in the crowd today, I don't see uh, any of the gypsy folks. Be praying for them. We do uh, want them to come to church. They don't have a church or a pastor uh, at this time. And so there, there will be services and things coming up prayerfully and hopefully uh, as uh, continue to, uh, to work with them that we'll have folks come. And, and, uh, and one of the wonderful things about that is that um, as I communicate with them, uh, they've got no problem with me just telling, telling them, you know, like it is. And uh, when, uh, during the day on Friday, I was here, I had my motorcycle and I needed to go, I knew I was going to preach that night, so I was going to go home and, and uh, drop the bike off, grab my car, change, uh, put a suit on uh, to come back. Uh, and uh, when I got back uh, and uh, in the fellowship hall, people were in there and I noticed there's a guy and he was, on, he was at the whiteboard. And he's got Daniel 9, 27, and he's got all these numerology stuff and, and, uh, and all this stuff on the board. And I thought, oh, boy. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, so I um, um, kind of gathered myself and uh, went in there. Uh, and then sure enough, he's like, hey, uh, pastor, you know, uh, do you know uh, this verse? And on and on and on. And, uh, and it's really it's talking about the abomination of desolation and some different things, and so he was just trying to show some stuff in prophecy, and there, and there are folks that are really into prophecy, and God bless them, you know, uh, but I just, as a matter of fact, I said, well, that's great, but what are you doing to share the gospel? And, uh, you know, and, by, and I said, by the way, that happens halfway through the tribulation and on and on, so he was a little off on the timeline and uh, in the thing, so I, you know, did my best to, you know, throw my two cents in for a moment, uh, and, uh, but in talking with him, um, he's talking about his, desi- his goal in life, whatever, is to share the gospel you know, with people. And, uh, and he says the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and he was quoting from 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, and I said, yes, that is. And uh, that's the gospel. And I said, but it's, uh, but it's that and it's more that. And so when I tell people the gospel, um, uh, I explain to them why Jesus died. Uh, and, uh, and you know, you know, the events of that, that he came to die for uh, my sins, uh, and uh, that he rose again the third day according to the Scripture. We live in resurrection life. We were uh, in, in Ephesians, it talks about, we're in Christ, and uh, so we, we had a lot of theology uh, discussions over the course of uh, that evening, as well into uh, our time at the graveside uh, that, uh, that next day. So uh, I said the gospel... Uh, and, and, uh, but where he was going at with that was, you know, we're saved by the Lord. By grace, we're saved through faith, not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. And I quoted that during uh, the message time. But the emphasis in their mind uh, is, um, and because of um, their background, a lot of the gypsy folks got saved because they were reached by um, uh, Assembly of God missionaries, Pentecostal missionaries. Uh, and in uh, what uh, they believe is that uh, uh, most of them don't believe in eternal security. So they, some of them believe in sin, sinless perfection and other things, but a lot of them believe that you can lose your salvation. And, and when they believe that you can lose your salvation, you behave better. Uh, because if you, you don't want to sin away your salvation, so they would, um, they would uh, kind of toe the line, so to speak. Well, um, there was a guy, and he was at the, at the thing, uh, who um, was an Assembly of God preacher uh, and was at a big meeting, and a uh, light bulb moment for him came on uh, when the, his mentor uh, that he was um, uh, saved under, etc., uh, had said like he wasn't, for sh- he wasn't sure if he was going to be in heaven. 
Uh, and so he, he kind of questioned all that. Long story short, he, he wrote this 21-page pamphlet um, basically denouncing uh, their doctrine and different things. And he, he, he became a Baptist, uh, an independent Baptist, in fact, uh, and was uh, excommunicated <laughs> from, uh, from that movement, uh, which I understand uh, that, that that's what would take place. But here's what happened um, from a practical standpoint, is that you have a, a group of people that believe that you're saved, that you can lose your salvation, uh, and, then, and then believed in personal holiness uh, in part to keep it. Then when they realize that you're saved by grace through faith uh, and that you can't lose your salvation, have turned the grace of God into lasciviousness. Uh, and, uh, and so as they're like, well, this is, we're saved by, there's nothing else that saves us. I'm like, yep, that's, uh, that's great. Uh, but the grace of God, uh, you know, uh, causes us to deny ungodliness. Uh, and so all that time, I'm, I'm hammering them, uh, not during the service, but uh, at the graveside, uh, and uh, about uh, those, different, those different things. Belief drives behavior. Uh, and Paul is dealing with that in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Uh, and so for sake of time, we can't read all of it, but in the beginning part, uh, verse, number, um, uh, verse number 3 and 4, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. And, and that's what he did. He, he came, he was born, he died for our sins. He's the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. Uh, it was, uh, he, he is shed blood. Uh, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. But it's all about our sins being forgiven. That's why he came. That's why he died. That's why he shed his blood. Uh, and so the gospel uh, needs to include uh, that part uh, where uh, he came, uh, Jesus, God in the flesh, died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. That's the gospel message. And that's the message that Paul was preaching uh, and uh, all through uh, the, uh, the missionary journeys, uh, we, in Sunday school we were talking about the church of Thessalonica. Uh, people were saved, churches were established because they preached the gospel, the death, burial, resurrection of Christ. They didn't preach the kingdom of God uh, is at hand. Uh, they preached the gospel. This is what they preached. They didn't have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, the apostle Paul never quoted John 3.16. And all those times that he was preaching the gospel, those were all written, in fact, after 1 Corinthians 15 was written, uh, when we look at uh, the, the history and the timeline of all those things. So the world was turned upside down with the gospel that Paul preached. He lays out what that gospel is uh, here in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Now remember, the church at Corinth, they were messed up. Uh, they, there was so much carnality sin, um, just wicked sin, just besetting sins, yes. Uh, but the, the first Corinthian is filled with uh, all kinds of lists of things uh, that were going on within that church. And, uh, and Paul's writing them a letter, uh, and, uh, which is basically like, I'm writing you this letter of, because if I came there in person, uh, it would be on. Because that's, that's basically the tone of first Corinthians, uh, of first Corinthians. He's writing to them uh, because they needed to be, they needed to be straightened out. Uh, and, uh, and so 2 Corinthians has a whole different tone. Uh, things have been dealt with that. Paul loved them, but they were, they were a mess and sin had come in and they had been influenced uh, in a number of ways by uh, the, the, the culture uh, that they were in and things had been changing. We, we read about that 
like in Galatians, and you know, who have you know, bewitched you, uh, that you had turned from the truth. And so, um, just like, and by the way, in their defense, we're like that. Um, God warns us not to be cast about by every wind of doctrine. But some of you turn on the Christian radio station, and you know the, what the Bible says, and you hear some preacher with alphabet soup behind his name, uh, and, uh, and this doctor degree and that doctor degree, and then they say something contrary to the Word of God, and you go, well, there must be some, some truth to it. He's kind of a smart guy. And, uh, and we are, we're cast about by those things. So we're easily swayed. We're like sheep, uh, you know, that we can easily wander. We're prone to do that, uh, and uh, the Lord knows it. So he's preaching the gospel, but the problem was is that there were people in the, in the Corinthian church that were beginning to, uh, and at this point, they were doubting the resurrection. Um, and they were, they were communicating that uh, to each other, uh, and they were in a culture uh, where, where they're doing that was causing a big problem. Uh, and it was kind of a circular thing. It was like they were being influenced, uh, you know, uh, in a bad way by the culture, but then they would turn around and live in a certain way uh, that was also a, a bad influence uh, on those around them, uh, not just within the church, uh, but those that are without. That's why Paul said, you've got to walk with wisdom towards them that are without. Uh, let your light shine uh, and to be uh, a testimony to those. And so uh, he, uh, he begins to lay out evidences uh, about the resurrection in verse number five. And he was seen of Cephas and of 12. And, uh, and after that, he was seen of 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained. And by the way, they knew all this. Um, and, there, and there were probably people, um, potentially, uh, that were part of the 500. Uh, that were like eyewitnesses uh, themselves. Who knows? We, uh, we don't know that, but, uh, but, um, it, but that could possibly be. Verse 7, after that, he was seen of James and of the, all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also as one uh, born out of due time. For I'm least of the apostles. I'm not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. And, uh, and he lays out, you know, the, how the grace of God has affected him and, uh, and things. And then he, he and, and I've touched on this recently, uh, he says, if Christ is, uh, if, verse 12, now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some of you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Uh, and if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is vain, our faith is vain, and, uh, and we're, we're, we're lying, we're false witnesses, because we're pre- if, if, he, if it didn't happen, what we're preaching to people uh, is an absolute uh, lie. Verse 16, for if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised, and if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, ye are yet in your sins. Uh, the resurrection being the keystone to our faith, if Jesus Christ did not arise from the grave, uh, then you're still dead in your sins. I'm still dead in my sins. Uh, we're, we're having church today for no reason. Uh, and, uh, you know, I did a lot of things to try to get back, uh, you know, for church this last Wednesday and to be here today, et cetera, uh, and explain some of that on Wednesday, won't re-explain it. Uh, and, uh, and I just kind of feel like, uh, like we should all put in that same effort <laughs> uh, to be in the house of God. Uh, but but if, if Jesus... Um, isn't God, and if he's not sitting at the right hand of the Father, if he wasn't put in that grave and then rose from it, uh, how, then it's a waste. And I should have just stayed in Wisconsin. 
uh, and, uh, and not, made, uh, not made my way back. Uh, and it'd be a waste for you to be here. That's the thing. If it's not real, then, then why pretend? Why, why go through all the motions? Why have church? Why preach about a risen Savior that he's in the world today? And we sing the songs. Uh, if it didn't happen. But they knew it happened. They had seen the evidences. They had, they had have firsthand testimony of, of Cephas and the Twelve and of Paul uh, himself uh, and on and on. They had all of the evidence and more evidence than, uh, I mean, we have the Word of God, which is a lot of evidence, um, but there's, there's something about having been there and seen it, right? Uh, there was experiential uh, proof uh, for them. In verse number 19, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and became the first fruits of them uh, that slept. And I'm thankful that we, we have hope in Christ. I'm thankful that, uh, that uh, he did uh, rise from the dead. And I'm thankful that we do serve a risen Savior. Uh, and I just, don't, I just don't know how I could go through life without the hope of heaven. Um, I deal so much with, with death and, uh, and, uh, and all those struggles, um, pr- problems, difficulties. Um, but, but, but one of the things I can always, that always brings me through it uh, is knowing where I'm going and knowing what awaits me. Uh, I, you know, I know I have not seen or ears heard. Uh, God has something prepared for us that, uh, that we can't even fathom. I get all of that. Uh, but, but I'm reminded this life is a vapored life and I'm here just for a moment. I'm going to spend a whole lot more time in eternity uh, than, I, than, I, than I am uh, in the Pacific Northwest. All right. And so with all of its difficulties, we have the hope of glory. And the, and the worst and best thing that can happen to us is to die and, uh, and be in the presence of God. All right. And, uh, and I'm about 75% want that to happen, about 25% want to stay here. Uh, that percentage keeps growing uh, as the time uh, goes by. So um, with, it, without that hope, we're, we're miserable. Think about it. Um, think about how hard it is to grieve when we, when we know of heaven. And when we know that the person who's gone on uh, has, was a Christian, it's still difficult. Um, but to, to go through that without the hope of Christ. And, uh, but he is risen, uh, and, uh, and we have that hope in him. Uh, and he continues to kind of lay out that case uh, in the, the verses. But then we get down uh, into verse number 29. Uh, and uh, so these people, like, the resurrection didn't happen. People who knew better, they're doubting it. And because they're, they're doing that, it had affected um, their behavior. The, you know, the lewdness, the, 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 all this stuff. When, when you begin to doubt um, the veracity of, of, of the Bible, the truth of God's word, uh, his expectation, is there, if you've ever thought, and in, in, in we, in our lives, even as Christians, um, we might have unbelief at times. Uh, that's why it says, help thou my unbelief. I believe, help thou my unbelief. Uh, there's, there's moments where in, in, you know, you're, you're sitting around and you're just thinking like, what if, what if this wasn't true? And, uh, and how many would admit that? <laughs> He's having those thoughts in, 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 your, in your life. It's like, you know, because the world is, is doing all that the world does around you and, and you're in your Bible and you're loving the Lord. And, uh, and, uh, and, um, and that's why God warns us to not be envious at the prosperity of the wicked uh, and, and to, to understand 
what uh, the truth of God's word is. Uh, and so he's kind of feeding into that a little bit when he says in verse 29, Else what shall they do which are baptized for the dead if the dead rise not at all? Why are they then baptized for the dead? And why stand we in jeopardy every hour? Like if, if the resurrection isn't true, like why am I getting stripes? Um, why, why, why am I struggling? Why people ought to get me? And, uh, and, uh, and everywhere I go, uh, I, have to, I have to worry about you know, people trying to kill me. Uh, and I'm at jeopardy this very hour. And why, why would I even put up with that for a moment? Uh, if, uh, if the, the resurrection hadn't happened. Verse 31, I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I died daily. If after the manner of men I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantageth it me if the dead rise not? Let us eat and drink and be merry. That's what he's saying. He said, if, this is, if Jesus didn't come out of that grave, um, let's just party. Uh, let's just eat, drink, uh, and, and, be, and be merry. Um, but, he's, but he's speaking to a group of people that know that the resurrection is true. Uh, they, and, uh, and he laid out the facts. Uh, and uh, and it, so it's almost like rhetorical. Uh, it's, it's, it's answering them. Uh, he's putting it in a place. And I love how the Apostle Paul does it. And, uh, and he does it time and time again uh, in his epistles. But he's just like, if it ain't real, let's, um, let's not waste our, times, uh, our time and let's just uh, let's party and, and just live it up. Uh, and, uh, but he hears what he says in verse 33. He says, be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God, and I speak this to your shame. And then he goes on uh, for some other things that they're supposed to do. Uh, in the remaining verses of this chapter. If I was to title this message, maybe one title would be uh, Wake Up and Clean Up. Uh, that would be, uh, uh, I guess, a good title uh, for it there. But here's, here's what was going on. The Corinthian church, uh, the members of the church at Corinth, uh, were over the course of time and very early on uh, in the church's history, this is first century church, um, like any church, people come in, uh, and, uh, and they've got their things or whatever. Uh, and so they're being influenced by the Jews, the Sadducees. The Sadducees, um, religious group, they didn't believe in the resurrection. And so we read about those debates in the, in the scriptures when we uh, read about one of the, uh, I remember my pastor years ago, it's always stuck with me. Maybe I heard it at junior church or at camp. Uh, and because the, uh, the Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection, they were sad, you see. And that's always, always stuck with me over the years, right? So they were sad. They didn't believe in the resurrection. Uh, and uh, they were influencing the church. But they're also being influenced by the Greeks and the, and the, philo- the philosophy of the Greeks. And, and Paul knew that. And I'm gonna, maybe this will blow your mind for a second. You ever, um, sometimes, I remember one time on Twitter or Facebook or something, like I, sometimes I'll quote people but I won't put who it was because if I put who it was, I'd get attacked. And, um, but here's what I believe. I think truth is truth and, uh, and that there's absolute truth. And so sometimes people, in fact, one time, uh, and I can't remember what the quote was, and, and, and I did it on purpose, I, I, I quoted Adolf Hitler. And, uh, just this, and I, put, I, didn't put, I didn't put who wrote it. 
who said it, and then people are like, oh, amen, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Uh, and, uh, and so I was just experimenting with my, you know, with my, uh, my Twitter feed. Well, um, I'm saying that to say this. Paul, Paul uh, in this, this pat right here when it says, be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners. Paul, and again, this is another sermon for another time, um, but he was, he was quoting, remember, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, right? So he, I, I believe what he's saying has all the authority of God's word. It's in God's word. Um, and it's all sufficient. Uh, and we believe it. Amen. Uh, but he was quoting a, a Greek poet, um, a comic. And there is a, 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 a play uh, called Theus. Uh, and, uh, and, and in that, um, uh, that play, uh, he's basically quoting, he was quoting a, a pagan philosopher, a pagan poet, to prove to the Corinthian church um, uh, that, they're, that they're being influenced by pagans. And, uh, and, it, was, and it was just like in Paul-like fashion, and the, and the guy's name was uh, um, Menander, uh, and you can look it up, and you can look up the play uh, and things uh, as well. Uh, and, uh, but um, so it's kind of like, um, he's, he's saying, you know, uh, he's talking about, you know, what goes around comes around, uh, and uh, he's talking about you keep bad company, but everybody that was hearing this probably understood the reference. And so he was saying even, even pagans understand that when you keep evil company, it's going to influence you. Uh, and um, uh, one of the, uh, I remember several years ago, um, the, the kids and stuff, you know, everybody, you know, music's always an issue uh, with people and teenagers in particular. Uh, and, uh, and so there was a popular song uh, that everybody was singing. Uh, and it was, but the guy who was singing it was basically ripping the fact um, that um, it was something like, it's called Clear the Stage. And, uh, and so it, it's basically like if we're not going to have revival, uh, the worship and the music and the lights, whatever, get rid of it. So it was a contemporary Christian artist who was basically singing a song to people to say, what we're singing is useless if we don't. So similar. So he's, Paul's quoting a, a, a Greek poet, you know, um, comic in what he had said to them to show that, they're, that they are wrong. Uh, and it was kind of a gotcha moment. Uh, in, his, uh, in his reasoning with them. He says, be not deceived, evil communications. I think, I think Menander said evil company, uh, uh, evil company corrupts good character, is what he had said. Uh, and, uh, and so he is quoted. So I just throwing that out there, that's just free. Uh, and, uh, but so he's like, well, um, you know, anyways, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff to uh, unfold uh, with that. Uh, but he says, awake to righteousness, in sin not. So here's what was happening. I'm almost out of time. The people who were denying the resurrection, who were refusing to see the obvious, um, who refused to bow down to the actual evidence uh, that was laid out in these verses, but in, elsewhere, people, like I say, in the church, like, hey, I was there. Uh, could have been. Uh, but you had firsthand knowledge of the Apostle Paul, and he's writing this letter, and he's convincing them, hey, here's the, this evidence, this evidence, this evidence. Uh, and, and, and it's like, if, if, he, if he didn't rise from the dead, uh, then, um, then what are we doing? Uh, and, uh, and so he's like, I'm just, just eat, drink, and be merry. He says, be not deceived. 
they were, they were misled uh, by the Sadducees. They were misled by the Epicureans. They were, they were misled uh, by uh, the pagans and the heathens that were there. Uh, and, uh, and so he says, evil communications, evil associations, evil company uh, will corrupt good manners. So he said one of the reasons, the main reasons that you are in this position is because of the company you're keeping. Uh, and, uh, and so he warns them not to, not to do that. And then he says, Awake to righteousness uh, and sin not, uh, for some have not the knowledge of God, and I speak this to your shame. Uh, so they ignored the evidences. They ignored the, the obs- their own observations. They ignored their own experiences. They knew the resurrection was true. They knew what Paul was preaching, Silas was preaching. Um, they, they, they understood it to be truth and fact, yet they lived like it wasn't. So back to uh, my illustration for a moment with uh, the, the gypsy crowd. So oh, this is what the gospel is. That's the gospel. In, in the resurrection, and, uh, and so I'm, I'm at the great, like, he's not here. I'm like, this is just a shell. Uh, the Bible says, be absent from the bodies, be present with the Lord. And they've got all this culture stuff and whatever, so they, they say they believe. Uh, and uh, so he had, been, he had been dead already for 20 days. And, uh, and so waiting for all things to line up to have the memorial, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and so I said, he's been gone for 20 days, 21 days. And, uh, and when you come here to this, this mausoleum, he's not here. Uh, we, we believe that there's just a body and there's, and there's a resurrection from the dead. And I, and I was preaching from here and from, uh, from 2 Corinthians about how our body is sown in corruption and raised in incorruption and, uh, and what we believe. We, um, if, when the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ will rise first. And, 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 and you know, should I get cremated or not? Whatever. God, God works all that stuff out. All right. Uh, and, uh, but, um, but we understand that we're a soul in a body. And when we die, um, uh, this is just a, it's just a shell. Uh, and uh, when we, uh, we're in heaven, we get a glorified body uh, and all those, those different things. So the resurrection, keystone. Um, but so they believe that a person saved by grace, uh, the resurrection, the, this is what the gospel is, the resurrection is true. But, but they're living like the church at Corinth. In uh, doubting it, ignoring the truth. Uh, if, 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 God is, if God is real and heaven is real and the word of God is true, whatever, then, then, then most of us as Christians, have, we have stuff to work on. Um, when it comes to our life and you know, we think of biblical separation, you know, a personal holiness and uh, all the, you know, the stuff um, you know, that Paul, Paul had lists of stuff from God. Don't do this, do that. It's all in the Bible. I know we don't like lists and we don't like being told what to do and all that kind of stuff. But the Bible is chock full of it. They decided to ignore it. And the word, when you look down at um, be not deceived, uh, evil communications corrupt good manners. When you look at that, there's a, a verse in First, uh, first Peter uh, that talk about the ignorance of foolish men. This is, this, there's an ignorance that here, the ignorance that they're talking about, this lack of knowledge is a willful Lack of knowledge. Uh, it is a, it's a stubborn ignorance. It's when you know something is true and you just, you just do the opposite. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a reprehensible kind of ignorance. 
And what he says, it's a culpable ignorance. This is an ignorance that when you do this, it causes other people um, to not get saved. And it's a shame for you to do that. So when he says, awake to righteousness, he's saying, you folks at Corinth need to get right with the Lord. And you need to stop hanging out with the pagans uh, and keeping, and keeping uh, the, the, corrupt, you know, the company, uh, uh, evil communications, evil associations. Uh, and uh, you need to get right uh, and not sin because some don't have the knowledge of God. Uh, and that's to your shame. So it is a, it is a willful, willful ignorance uh, that, that I, I feel is very difficult to correct. Um, if, let's, let's say, for example, one of the, the things that uh, alcoholism uh, amongst that community, um, a lot of people drink. So they're, they're saved. They say they're saved. Uh, but they, but they're, all the vices that God um, talks about in Scripture, those things continue. Uh, and and uh, when the Bible, the Bible is just filled with Bible verses that say opposite. Are you with me? Um, so, so when you know it's in there, and then you choose, you choose to, to do the opposite anyways, that is something that, that as a pastor... I find it nearly impossible to correct in a believer. It is, a, it, is, it is this kind of willful, stubborn ignorance to where you got all the, you got all the facts, yet you, you're still going to do what you know you shouldn't do. Uh, and, um, and, and what's happening is, is that the people you're trying to reach see it uh, and, uh, and, and have a lack of knowledge because of that. So if the Corinthians or if the Bereans, uh, the you know, Berean Baptist Church in 2022, if we expect to win uh, the unbelievers around us, we have to stop associating with them in their sinful practices and stop diluting the gospel. Because what happens is, is that people are like, oh, I just got to believe in the gospel. Uh, and, uh, and once I'm saved, I'm always saved. And those are, that's true. But, but God, God knows us so well that he says, okay, okay. But that, that your liberty is not to be used for an occasion of the flesh. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, and he lays out for us, you can't turn the grace of God. Because I saved you and sealed you under the day of redemption, that doesn't mean that you just get to go do whatever it is that you want to do. Uh, and in the Bible's full of it. I could preach for, you know, a long time. All right? I'm not going to because it's 1203. Um, but they, but they, they just, they knew the resurrection was, was true and they were deceived by, by corrupt communications uh, and evil communications and, uh, and, uh, and it corrupted uh, their manners. And so uh, it, they diluted the gospel so that it can be acceptable uh, to them. Oh, no, you can love Jesus. You can go to heaven. You can love Jesus and, and you can just, you don't have to change. When the Bible says that you're a new creature in Christ. And there's a, there's a metamorphosis that takes place. We're transformed by the renewing of our minds. And, uh, and uh, when we get saved, the Bible says that we become the temple of the Spirit of God. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and so they're like, oh, the gypsy's like, well, we, no, we don't believe in speaking in tongues, but we believe in the baptism of the Spirit. And I'm like, I'm like yes, uh, but it's got to change you. 
and, uh, and you're being influenced by some things that uh, shouldn't be there. The Christian's success in reaching pagans lies not in the minimizing of the difference of Christianity. It's in maximizing it. So, so he's telling the Corinthian church, if you want to reach the pagan culture around you, you need to awake to righteousness and stop hanging around with them. Because it's hurting you and it's not helping them and it's to your shame. And so part of the reason I believe that there are segments of society, whether it's in independent Baptist churches, gypsy communities or whatever, uh, anywhere you want to go, you can go across town to, uh, to, to any, any church uh, and, uh, and it's just, there's no difference. There's no difference between them and, and this in society. And, and God says that when I saved you, I called you out uh, and I separated you. You're peculiar people. Uh, God has his just time and time again in the word. And we said, well, it's like somebody who says, no, I just believe the earth is flat. Okay, have you ever been on a plane? You know, well, it doesn't matter. It's flat. And, um, but do you ever get anywhere with that person? No. It is, it is that kind of stubborn ignorance um, that God is talking about. They're just going to believe. what It's like, yeah, I know, but. I know, I know what the Bible says, but. I, I know what God expects of me, but. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and you're praying, you want, you want your, your aunts, your uncles, cousins, brothers, sisters, whatever, to get saved? And, and God says they're not going to get saved until you awake to righteousness and sin not. So you stop trying to reach them and water down the gospel and say, God doesn't care about all this stuff. Uh, when he does, God has opinions on, on pretty much everything. And, uh, but we don't, we don't want to say, and I just, I like Paul. Paul's like, you know, you know what's right. Yet you're refusing not to, and if, and if, if it's true, then why, what, are, what are we even doing here? He says, what you need to do is you need to get right. Awake to righteousness. You need to wake up and you need to clean up. Uh, and stop doing what the pagans are doing because they're not going to be reached with the gospel uh, be, because of it. Uh, and so uh, it's the hope for reaching society, the hope for reaching our community, the hope for reaching the gypsies, the hope for reaching, you know, um, whomever, any of our missionaries, uh, church plants or whatever, is not in compromising the truth of the gospel, but standing squarely and firmly and unashamedly on it. Um, and that's what the Word of God teaches. So pray for me as I, of course, try to communicate that and with them. Uh, but but I, it's like, oh, that's terrible. It's terrible that they know what's, what's true and then they, they, they do the other stuff. And then just turn that right back around just on yourself and say, how many times do I do that? In what areas of my life? And uh, you realize that there are people in your life that won't go to church because you're a hypocrite? Now, they might not have told you, but, but if, if you think about it for a minute, just, just think. You might, you might even come up with names of people in your own life. And by the way, if the Lord lays somebody on your heart like that, you ought to go to them and say, you know what, I've been a terrible example as a Christian, and I'm really sorry. And would you forgive me? I've asked the Lord to forgive me. And uh, would you forgive me? Uh, and, um, and we need to get back to what you know, truth is and just say, I know, I, I, you know, I love you, but, but I can't be for that. 
Um, I, I can't be involved in that. Um, I, I, I can't, it's just, we think that by being soft on everything, that that's somehow uh, going to, um, to win them, when the Bible says the absolute opposite is true. Um, so my challenge for us today is preach the gospel. Believe in the truth of the resurrection. Uh, but, let it, but let it mold and shape you uh, as God saved you and transformed you. And just be a Christian uh, and not keep, um, you know, uh, corrupt or, excuse me, evil communications and associations because it will corrupt you. Um, you will not be better for it. Uh, you're always on the losing end of that. Uh, and just stand uh, for truth and right. Uh, and just maybe, just maybe God will use that to win uh, the person that you're praying for uh, to the Lord. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and, uh, and our eyes closed. And maybe 